Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode four of Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. And with that, he saw Evangelists coming to meet him, at the sight also of whom he began to blush for shame. So Evangelist drew nearer and nearer, and coming up to him, he looked upon him with a severe and dreadful countenance, and thus began to reason with Christian. What dost thou hear, Christian? said he, at which words Christian knew not what to answer, Wherefore, at present, he stood speechless before him, then said Evangelist further, Art not thou the man that I found crying without the walls of the city of destruction? Yes, dear sir, I am the man. Did not I direct thee the way to the little wicket gate? Yes, dear sir, said Christian. How is it, then, that thou art so quickly turned aside, for thou art, thou art now out of the way? I met with a gentleman so soon as I had got over the slough of despond, who persuaded me that I might, in the village before me, find a man that could take off my burden. What was he? He looked like a gentleman, and talked much to me, and got me at last to yield. So I came hither, but when I beheld this hill, and how it hangs over the way, I suddenly made a stand, lest it should fall on my head. What said that gentleman to you? Why, he asked me whither I was going, and I told him. And what said he then? He asked me if I had a family, and I told him. But, said I, I am so loaden with the burden that is on my back, that I cannot take pleasure in them as formerly. And what said he then? He bid me with speed get rid of my burden, and I told him it was ease that I sought. And, said I, I am therefore going to yonder gate, to receive further direction how I may get to the place of deliverance. So he said that he would show me a better way, and short, not so attended with difficulties as the way. Sir, that you set me in, which way, said he, will direct you to a gentleman's house that hath skill to take off these burdens. So I believed him, and turned out of that way into this, if haply I might be soon eased of my burden. But when I came to this place, and beheld things as they are, I stopped for fear, as I said, of danger, but now know not what to do. Then said Evangelist, Stand still a little, that I may show thee the words of God. So he stood, trembling. Then said Evangelist, See that you refuse not him that speaketh, for he, for if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape, if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. He said, moreover, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. He also did thus apply them. Thou art the man that art running into this misery. Thou hast begun to reject the counsel of the Most High, and to draw back thy foot from the way of peace, even almost to the hazarding of thy perdition. Then Christian fell down at his foot as dead, crying, Woe is me, for I am undone. At the sight of which, Evangelist caught him by the right hand, saying, All manner of sin and blasphemies shall be forgiven unto men. Be not faithless, but believing. Then did Christian again a little revive, and stood up, trembling, as at first, before Evangelist. Then Evangelist proceeded, saying, 
Give more earnest heed to the things that I shall tell thee of. I will now show thee who it was that deluded thee, and who it was also to whom he sent thee. The man that met thee is one worldly wise man, and rightly is he so called, partly because he savoreth only the doctrine of this world, therefore he always goes to the town of morality to church, and partly because he loveth that doctrine best, for it saveth him best from the cross, and because he is of this carnal temper, therefore he seeketh to prevent my ways, though right. Now there are three things in this man's counsel that thou must utterly abhor. One, his turning thee out of the way. Two, his laboring to render the cross odious to thee. And three, his setting thy feet in that way that leadeth unto the administration of death. First, thou must abhor his turning thee out of the way. Yea, and thine own con consenting thereto, because this is to reject the counsel of God for the sake of the counsel of a worldly wise man. The Lord says, Strive to enter in at the straight gate, the gate to which I send thee. For straight is the gate which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. From this little wicked gate, and from the way thereto, hath this wicked man turned thee, to the bringing of thee almost to destruction. Hate, therefore, his turning thee out of the way, and abhor thyself for hearkening to him. Secondly, thou must abhor his laboring to render the cross odious unto thee, for thou art to prefer it before the treasures in Egypt. Besides, the king of glory hath told thee that he that will save his life shall lose it, and he that comes after him, and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple, I say. Therefore, for man to labor to persuade thee that shall be thy death, without which the truth hath said thou canst not have eternal life. This doctrine thou must abhor. Thirdly, thou must hate his setting of thy feet in the way that leadeth to the ministration of death, and for this thou must consider to whom he sent thee, and also how unable that person was to deliver thee from thy burden. He to whom thou wast sent for ease, being by my by name legality is the son of the bondwoman which now is and is in bondage with her children and is in a mystery this mount sinai which thou hast feared will fall on thy head now if she with her children are in bondage how canst thou expect by them to be made free this legality therefore is not able to set thee free from thy burden no man was as yet ever rid of his burden by him no nor ever is like to be you cannot be justified by the works of the law, for by the deeds of the law no man living can be rid of this burden. Therefore, Mr. Worldly Wiseman is an alien, and Mr. Legality is a cheat. And for his son, civility, notwithstanding his simpering looks, he is but a hypocrite and cannot help thee. Believe me, there is nothing in all this noise that thou hast heard of these Scottish men but a design to beguile thee of thy salvation by turning thee from the way in which I had set thee. After this, Evangelist called aloud to the heaven for confirmation of what he had said. And with that, there came words and fire out of the mountain under which poor Christian stood that made the hair of his flesh stand up. The words were thus pronounced, As many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, 
for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Now Christian looked for nothing but death and began to cry out lamentably, even cursing the time in which he met with Mr. Worldly Wise Man, still calling himself a thousand fools for hearkening to his counsel. He also was greatly ashamed to think that this gentleman's arguments, flowing only from the flesh, should have the prevalency with him as to cause him to forsake the right way. This done, he applied himself again to evangelist in words and sense as follows. Sir, what think you? Is there hope? May I now go back and go up to the wicked gate? Shall I not be abandoned for this and sent back from thence ashamed? I am sorry I have hearkened to this man's counsel, but may my sin be forgiven? Then said Evangelist to him, Thy sin is very great, for by it thou hast committed two evils. Thou hast forsaken the way that is good, to tread in forbidden paths. Yet will the man at the gate receive thee, for he has good will for men. Only, said he, take heed that thou turn not aside again, lest thou perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Then did Christian address himself to go back, and evangelist, after he had kissed him, gave him one smile, and bid him Godspeed. So he went on with haste, neither spake he to any man by the way, nor, if any asked him, would he vouchsafe them an answer. He went like one that was all the while treading on forbidden ground, and could by no means think himself safe till again he was got into the way which he left to follow Mr. Worldly Wiseman's counsel. So in process of time, Christian got up to the gate. Now over the gate there was written, Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. This concludes episode four of John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs>